Hi, I'm back. I know it's been a while since I recorded anything. I just wanted to reintroduce myself. At the time that I started this podcast, I was um, going through a lot, um, a meth addiction. And it was a long process, you know. I mean, now I'm like eight and a half months clean, but You know, it's still one day at a time, one moment at a time. And I'm taking it every day as serious as I can. And I did better for myself, you know. I was struggling with my past, the depression, things I couldn't let go, things that I wouldn't want to let go. And I blamed the world for it. What I couldn't do is blame myself or accept the fact that I could forgive me for what I've done to myself. But I live with that choice every day, and I just have to stop to think, like, what can I do to make myself better? Because if I don't, all I want to do is just kill myself. And sitting there thinking about, everything that I'm going through, smoking meth and everything, I was already on that process, you know, on a slow death. Every time I hit that glass pipe, it was just another step closer to death. I didn't realize it until one day when I was slapped with reality and I finally snapped of what I would have lost. Not in death, but in life. You know, my freedom. Could have been doing seven years behind bars in prison. Never been to prison. I don't plan to. But if I did the math right, I'd lose out on my son's graduation, my daughter growing up. You know, I missed a lot already. Almost two years without seeing my kids. Just because, you know, I couldn't stay away from my addiction. You know, I just couldn't do it. And then last year, I just gave up. I handed everything over to God, and I just, I asked, and I needed a way to get help. And when reality slapped me in the face, I finally opened my eyes and took it serious. And then within the first three months, I realized, oh, my God, I did this to me. How could I sabotage myself into doing this stuff? But you don't realize it until later on during during the process of getting better, of getting sober, staying sober, that you do it to yourself. And that's the hardest part, you know. I made amends to the people I didn't like. I made amends to the people I hated. Made amends to thing to um, people I couldn't forgive. And I made amends to people who need or who I asked for forgiveness. The only person that was left in the world to ask was myself. And I sat there in the mirror, still struggling on how to reconnect with me 
So I started doing things for myself. You know, I started doing better in my job, which boosted my confidence. Hearing people telling me how proud they are of me. And when I got up to six months clean, when I got to six months clean two, about almost two months ago, that was a huge accomplishment for me. I felt like I hit the the um the end of the track. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did it. And after seven months in the outpatient rehab program, they finally told me, hey, you know what? You're graduating. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? I go, me? And they're like, you did so well, Jessica, and we're proud of you. Clean and sober. You've done it. You've done it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, there was a tiny relapse, but and the outpatient people knew about it, and they told me, don't count it as a failure or don't count as if you have to start over. Just be glad that you're back again and just count the days that you are sober. That's what counts. Not the days that you relapse, the days that you accomplished. And I'm like, I've, I was beating on myself so bad. And they're like, Jessica, you can't be so hard on yourself. You can't. You gotta. You gotta be, um, give leniency to yourself. You are so tough on yourself. Why can't you just be lenient to yourself like you do others? So I, I did. On my first big paycheck that I got um, from work, I decided to buy me some stuff. I went shopping, pampered myself. I even got my nails done. My nails that done professionally, not by me, because I'm so used to doing that whenever I was high, I'd do it myself. I'd stick for hours in there and then get frustrated and give up. But I wanted somebody else to do it for me. And it felt great, you know, and people were just smiling at me. Everybody's happy with me. Everybody's proud of me. And one day I looked in the mirror and I'm like, I'm very proud of you, Jessica. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror. It was the day after I had just bought my new apartment or not bought it or start running my new apartment and it was awesome I couldn't ask for more I I I, I never felt so proud I felt like I did it all the time I just had it in me and I needed to take it out and and I did and it was great and I wanted to continue it you know, I know there's there's some triggers and stuff everywhere in this place. But learning how to manage it and facing it head on is another. And I'm still facing a few demons and one of them's isolation. And that scares me sometimes because I used to isolate myself from the world. The world didn't know where I was at or what I did or even knew if I was alive. 
and that's what I'm doing. I don't, I don't want to isolate myself. I don't. I'm. I just want to be here. I mean, the only th- hard part right now is trying to make good, healthy friends. It really is. I want to go out and enjoy company and stuff without being around drugs. You know. But I'm so used to making the wrong friends. But they get me in trouble and or the decisions I make gets me into serious trouble. Let's put it that way. And I met I mean how do I how do I make friends? It's so crazy. It's something I just can't say every day to somebody. I don't know how to make a friend. Outside of work. I mean like yeah, they might want to call me their friends at work but I mean, it doesn't really mean anything to me. No one visits me. No one says hi to me. Not even my own family. Nah, it sounds kind of lonely and and depressing, but... I don't know. Maybe it's the best. And then, yeah, I got... I started on dates and stuff, but I don't know. I get so scared that... Uh, going into the wrong relationship as well. Went on a date with this guy that he, he just kept talking about old, um, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, war stories. There we go. That's the word, war stories. And I remember last night when I had a dream of it. Dream of me smoking meth, and I woke up this morning thinking, oh, my God. It just tasted like it was real. My mouth was saliva, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I thinking? And I was so nervous about today because I knew that he had a past. And he talked about how he used to cook, how he used to smoke it so different people to show them that it's legit and whatever and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. I was just like, I kept thinking in my head, please stop, please stop. I go, and I told him, I was like, you know what, I'm not ready to date. I'm not. I go, if he knew how bad this disease is in my mind, he would know how I felt at that moment right now. I was twitching the whole entire time, looking like if I was nervous or something, I was twitching because... It was cravings were coming back. I couldn't eat my lunch right because that's all I kept thinking about. I was thinking about his stories. I was thinking about how could I get this guy to make me some. And I could do it without knowing or nobody knowing because it's a leak and, and I can get clean. No. So I had to run away. I told him I don't can't do it. I mean, I'm proud of myself. I really am. I mean, I could have stuck around and see what happens, but I don't. I don't want to. I know I'm an addict. And it's not a choice. It's a disease. It's a medical complication to the brain. And I never knew that. 
Because I always thought it was a choice because I used to judge people like me. I used to look down on them, but now that I'm in their shoes, I know how it feels. I know that addiction wasn't a choice for them. It's a disease. And it's a disease that I'm, I tend to stop or I'm, that I don't want my kids to go through. I don't want them to become like me. I want them to be better than me. I want it to be, I want them to grow up to live a great life, live a happy, sober life. I don't want them to fall in the path like I did. I mean, it was hard getting through this. I missed out on my kids, but you know what? Once I get my kids back, I want them to know that I've changed. I want them to see the healthy, the healthier mom. And yes, I love my kids with all my heart and soul, and they knew it. But me being an addict, they deserve better than that. They deserve a mom that's focused on them more and show them the real kind of love without drugs or alcohol in in her system. And I really hope there's more people like me that just wants to talk and, you know, and and bent out. You don't have to tell me your name. You don't have to explain too much. But if you want to vent, it's fine. I'm down. I'm always up for listening. I'm always here. And I really hope that me talking and y'all guys listening will give you some peace in mind. I really do. And I really appreciate anybody who's listening to this. And I thank you for allowing me to share this. Once again, my name is Jessica. And I'm a and I'm an ad, and, and I'm a previous addict to methamphetamine. And I'm glad for you guys to let me share. Bye.